podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to another exciting edition of Longbox Small Talk. I'm your host, Bill Kurtner. Seated to my left, my own private energizer bunny, Rod the Bod Heron. I'll take it. I don't know what the insult is, so I'll accept it. Yeah. All right. So cool. You're I'm energetic. Bu- you're a bunny <laughs> I don't with a battery in its ass. I don't understand your jokes, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. I'm fine with it. So... So uh, we're back in the box again. We Yay! are back, back for the attack, my friend. So uh, had a bit of an interesting night. How are you? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good now. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yesterday, my stomach uh, mutinied against the rest of my body. Yeah, that's not fun. No, 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 no. So went to the ER. I was in intense pain for like nine hours on the couch. Ooh. Yeah, because I didn't want to wake Melissa up and be like, "Hey, babe, can you drive me to the ER?" Yeah. So I waited till she woke up, like yeah. a nice husband. That's good. Yeah, so I just ride on the couch, cold sweats for like nine hours, and then uh, went to the ER, got some morphine. Woo! Wow. Yeah. It was fun. I bet. Have you ever been on morphine? No. no. So the only way I can kind of describe it is the second he starts injecting it first, it's like warmness just rolls up your arm. Sounds like heroin. Yeah. Keep going. That's actually what he told me it was. Yeah. Like, the nurse was like, yeah, it's kind of basically heroin. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, remind me not to do heroin. But anyway, it was still but, amazing. But side note. But side note, it was I really amazing. want to do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> so, but once it hit, like, my entire body, yeah. it was almost like being on a personal elevator and just you felt gravity as you, like, fell nice. to a, a lower floor. Like, everything dropped, like, ten levels. And uh, then the pain went away for a little bit. And they gave me some other shit and took some pictures of my insides but but yeah and that was that was basically my so er experience you're not dying on me yet i'm not dying i'm just hurt yeah like i've gastritis that sucks yeah yeah whatever it's just a my stomach wants to burn my esophagus that's all yeah that's whatevs really there you go whatevs yeah. it's whatevs until it happens again and then you know I'll the ER, get some morphine <laughs> yeah. rodney's gonna be on the junk i got my fix now yeah <laughs> i was like slap down my 150 dollars copay I can get injections. And, oh, and then I was like, an hour later, I was like, oh, hey, I'm kind of a big guy. I feel like it's wearing <laughs> off. I feel like it's wearing off. I feel like I need some more. You, then, you have morphine to go. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I, I'll just leave the IV in. You just keep sending it to my house. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Love so it. what's been up with you this last week? You, uh, had, a, you had a show, didn't you? I at did, Toxic City. I did have a show. You showed up. Thank you for coming. Yeah, Retta yeah. Boys played up at Toxic City in Lamarck, and uh, we had a really great turnout. It was a lot of fun. It was probably one of the best shows we've had thus far, mm-hmm. being that it's only our fifth show. Um, but it was it was fun. I mean, everybody was cool, had a nice family vibe. You were there to support. I wore my shirt. You wore your shirt. Woo! You know, we looked good. I, we had I had three people ask me where to get the shirts from. Nice. Okay, so that's. Well, we're Merch- going to tease them for like a couple years, and then slowly, as they forget about us, we'll put out merchandise. Um, I listened to the first five or ten minutes of uh, 
uh, Adventures of Toxic City podcast. And how is it? I, I haven't heard. It's real it good, really good. Chevy's doing a great job. Uh, his first guest is just incredibly brilliant. Yeah, uh, he's a really, really brilliant. I kind of feel like you're artistic you're... person. You know, I, I I admire him. I really admire uh, him. It was me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, no, no. I listened to the second episode and uh, he talked about it for a couple minutes about how how good the turnout was and how much fun it was. So hey man, yeah, I, well I feel like we threw some business their way too. Well we we, we did, and uh, I can go ahead and say here we're we are doing a Christmas show there. Ooh. Where we're going to do uh, it's kind of the Retta Boys and Toxic City Christmas party. We're gonna do a full set and then do a kind of 15, 20 minute set of Christmas carols, as done by us. Okay. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Again, another family thing. Yeah, and I liked you guys a lot. Like I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard anything before. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't listen to your podcast partner's band. You know, don't. Why, you know. Why would I? I knew you were gonna drag me to something eventually, <laughs> and I wanted that element of surprise. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So no, I was I was pleasantly surprised, and it was it was nice, like chill shopping music. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if you notice, I didn't sit down that entire time. I was like digging through boxes. Yeah. And, and like no, I mean, trades, don't show, don't show your stuff. don't show your close friend support. No, oh, well, whatever you know, I was there. Whatever you do, yeah, you counted you counted me in that yeah, in I, that <laughs> nice turnout. So, uh, but yeah, I, I actually I was actually shopping for from the halls of obscurity characters. Oh, I bet I, I really bet. was, and I was trying to find the and, and I don't know if you noticed some of our friends also were like showing me comics and like oh you, oh, no, you no, need no. to do this no I know the rat bastards are yeah. in there helping you oh yeah you know? <clears throat> I know one in particular that's probably helping you. What, uh, Chris, Peach. Oh yeah, Peach. Oh yeah. You know. Don't think I'm he, not he, watching you, Peach. He like slid one out, and I was like, I've been watching this for weeks. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, he told uh, he said that you saw it. It was a Confederate something. Confederate I, Crusader. See, if you hadn't brought it up, I would have forgotten. No, it's, it's fine. It's I would have totally. I was. I, I was not going to use it just because you'd seen it at one point. Maybe. I think he pulled it out. and He was laughing at it, and, and yeah. But yeah, no. Um, it was great, and I mean, I mean, again, we talk a lot about Toxic City, but I still. I mean, I don't go to, I don't like going to bars, but I, I love going to Toxic City. I mean, it's not just because a friend of mine runs it; it's just a great place. And I recommend it if you're in, if you're in the the Gulf Coast area here, stop in. It's one of the better shops down here. It's in its early stages, and I mean, when they get going, it's gonna be a force to reckon with. Yeah, you know? very very kid friendly too. It's very family friendly. Yeah, very family. And I, I mean, my kids want to go game up there, so now I got to start hauling them up there, Daddy. Daddy, I want to play Pokemon with. Oh, your dad, your uh, son plays. Uh, which one? Quentin. Quentin. Oh, actually, Quentin and Joshua both play. Oh, okay. But Quentin is the the semi pro. The semi pro. He's been in a couple of game, league games and tournaments. I could never do Pokemon. That's his thing, man. Like, I played the trying... cards, and I was like, "Hey, this one's worth fifty cents," and then I sold them off like a buck. Everybody, all of, all my bandmates, and I've got two or three friends online that are saying, "Get him into Magic." Can't get him. It you know it ain't got bright colors it ain't got Charizard or Snor- yeah. Snorlax Snor- which they keep calling me Snorlax I'm like yeah I know which uh, one he is that's a proper he's a, he's a fat one yeah oh he's definitely a fat sleepy yeah. one yeah so yeah. Uh, all right so somebody's uh, getting no Christmas this year <laughs> no Christmas none you know who can't afford presents Snorlax that's daddy. right that's right Charizard your ass <laughs> <laughs> are you right. watch have what? you watched Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty. I fucking love. I, I, I think I mentioned that on one of the other. I, ones, I don't know but. why I haven't talked about it with you because I watched it last year and I have the box set from last year. Yeah, and I've, I haven't seen any of season two yet. So uh, no spoilers. Season two is okay. Last night's was or Sunday night's was fun, but they're not nearly as 
as zany as they used to be. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a little more... Well, that's kind of disappointing. And, well, and, and it's they include the entire family on everything now. Oh, it's, not, so it's never just there, Rick and Morty? There was only one where Rick and Morty were kind of by themselves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so, I, you know, but I, I love it. It's one of my favorites. I know Aqua Teen's ending this weekend. I'm okay with that. I, you know, I just started rewatching it, and I like it. I love it. No, I, mean, I, I tried to rewatch it. The first episode was absolutely horrendous. Like, I couldn't get through it. I just, I love the humor, though. I get, I, I like the absurdist kind of humor. I like no, 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 I like that humor as well. But they do a lot of things without any kind of cause. You know what I mean? Like, I tried, I tried rewatching their movie. The best part of that, about that damn movie is that uh, Mastodon yeah, music the, the video beforehand. The oh, beginning. God, it's so good. I, I agree that is probably the best part. But the movie's fun if you got 80 minutes to kill. You know, maybe you're in here, maybe in your office working or something. You throw it on. It's it's a time burner. It's it's not great. Um, I think that was the first movie I ever pirated. Yeah. You sure you want to bring that up? Yeah, here? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Statute of limitations, bitch. Statute of limitations is like twenty years. Yeah, well, I deleted it since then, so whatever. <laughs> it's on Netflix, I think now. Yeah. So what does it matter? Yeah, it's no, like- I bought it on Voodoo. You're welcome. There you go. You're welcome. I there bought that go. shit. It was a dollar ninety nine on Voodoo. I was like, really? okay, yeah, I'll definitely throw two I, bucks I, at I it. I got the DVD. I, I've had it. I, I keep. I can't get the second disc to play, which is the, which is your first cut of the movie they did. That's kind of rough. Mm-hmm. I can't get it to play. I want to watch it. I haven't seen that in years. It's rougher than the the movie that actually came out. It's like half finished. So some of it's like storyboard. Some of it's just voices and a picture and then some of it's like animation so it's a, you know it's alright is it like the extended edition it's like a four hour long no no use? it's like another like 60-70 minute movie but it's like the it has essences of the of the film the, the- theatrical but it's got some differences as well okay it's well, not yeah. it's not great I mean but it's fun to watch like the you ever watch the um you like Anchorman right yeah it is okay. alright you ever seen the on the original DVD they had Wake Up Ron Burgundy, which was the all of the outtakes and the C-plot mm-hmm. from the first film. Mm-hmm. And they basically made a 50-minute film out of it. And it's it's just like alternate takes, outtakes, and like there's a plot about... Um, they're not terrorists, but they're kind of like, like activists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like if it's not Chuck D, it's somebody like Chuck D playing like a, a black activist. It's actually pretty fucking funny. It's not as funny as the original, but it is funny. And it's is it funnier than the second one? It's much funnier than the second film. Uh, that was, you know, and, and I mean, I know this isn't necessarily the place to talk about it. That was a real fucking letdown. It you know, really there, was. It had like it had like five or six jokes that really hit, mm-hmm. and then everything else fucking. It, it kind of feels like they were like ad libbing an SNL episode. And they were just like, "We're these four characters, but we're in all these different situations." Yeah, like it, it was very. Con- <sighs> Very conjoined. No? Contrived. Contrived. Thank you very much. Uh, no, I agree. I, yeah. I agree 100%. I don't think it was... I, I, I think they over... They overcompensated. They thought they were too good to have a script. And they go, <laughs> we're, we're... we're. This is all, money in the bank. We're all, this, is, this is like writing paper money. Yeah. You know, we're just going to go to Xerox and have millions of dollars and... <laughs> and um, and, and it just seemed like, yeah, there was a few jokes that landed. There were some plot points I didn't understand. I think the celebrity fight was funny again. Yeah. 
But I think that's like one of the only things it hit. I think it was a little too long. <coughs> they added a few too many in there. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, dude. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. So this is from the Halls of Obscurity. I don't even think I'm going to put the other effect in there. I'm just going to leave it like leave that. Leave that one? Yeah, All right. Let's do it. Golden. All right. All right. So first we have The Idiot. DC 1991. Now you got a little glint in your eye. Do you know this one already? Just from the name? Maybe. Maybe? Uh oh. Alright. The idiot was created when a man named Dr. Crosby sought to cure four men with damaged minds by telepathically linking them together with the use of a hallucinogenic Amazonian plant known as the idiot root. Called morphine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was his belief that the four men could together create a mental world of their own in which they could then gradually heal their minds. The experiment proved to have an entirely unforeseen side effect, however. Hmm. Okay. So, is it real, or is it Memorex? Um, <laughs> it's definitely real. It's definitely real. Um, Do you recognize the name? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember it from, from that time. Um... From Power. 91? Yeah. Powers. I remember kindergarten. No one likes you. Sorry, dude. No one. I'm a youngin'. No one You know I'm turning you. 30 here, though. Pretty soon. I thought you were already 30. Nah, I'm 29. I'll be damn. Yeah. Am I, am I your last friend in his 20s? No, my band is all 23. So oh, yeah, yeah. You're old compared to that. I didn't see a single beard <coughs> in the band. I was very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new school doesn't have beards. Um... <laughs> Okay, so the powers. Well, if it's an idiot, it drew, it made him go crazy. But I'm going to guess it had some kind of... Obviously, it's going to have some kind of mental power. Telekinesis, telepathy, um, you know, mind bullets, Kyle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, like, telepathy, telekinesis... Um, mind control, something like that. Something like that. Okay. So, Dr. Crosby came to discover that the subconscious minds of the four men had somehow merged and created a fifth personality, a demented mental entity that came to call itself the Idiot. The Idiot has psionic powers, able to fight Batman in his very own mind. Hmm. Yeah, so... The way it was explained to me is that he's kind of like Freddy Krueger. Oh, okay. He goes into your mind and basically defeats you in in his world of your mind. That, that that's yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. So uh, you are correct. It is real. Sorry, I'm not going to give you the telepathy. I'm going to get one point though. I'm gonna, I'm, you're I'll gonna take get one, one point. point. Yeah, I'll take it. And that All was right. actually sent in by a huge fan of ours, uh, Brian Allen Delaney. Ah, yeah, I see. I of, see. Uh, I love you. Bmoviesandebooks.com. Ah, on the BNE network. On the BNE network. What website again? Uh, Bmoviesandebooks.com. <laughs> All right, next we have John 316, and that's J-O-N-3-T-H-R-E-E-16. Three, three, okay. All right, DC 1992. Okay. So we're doing some 90s here. Oh. John was raised in a religious household, his mother and father overbearing and controlling. He was made to memorize the whole of the Bible and punished whenever he couldn't recite it word the for word. The whole in the Bible? The whole of the Bible. Oh, you sound like the whole in Listen the Bible. Listen up. Listen up, Bill. <laughs> the Bible has a hole in it? Um, Is that several. like a Hank Williams song? And my Bible got a hole in it. Abused and lonely, John took advantage of a house fire, locking them inside the burning household. 
He joined a local Metropolis gang in Suicide Slum, but quickly became their leader once his powers became active, renaming them the 316ers. Huh. So what are we looking at here? Huh. Okay, this is a hard one. Is it real or fake? I don't remember ever hearing of anything in a Superman book called any gang called 316ers. Mm-hmm. So my guess is it's fake. Now, as far as his powers go... So you're basing that on just because you've never heard that gang... No, it's not a not a not a pop. There's a I don't know. I I don't. I'm having a hard time with this one. I'm gonna say he generates fire. Okay. Because that would be kind of <clears throat> yeah, kind of like kind of like he makes he can generate fire because fire is the cleanser, is the purifier in the biblical sense. So I'm gonna say he generates fire. That would be if you had a would-be gang. That would probably make gangbangers work for you. I can make fire. I can make fire. Yeah. Look what I can do, and millions of big lighters. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So John can be uh, very charismatic and drew new followers to him like a moth to flame. Um, he almost he almost kind of uh, gets inside their head. Oh, okay. And, and pulls them. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, to do his will for a gang leader. Uh, he and the three Sixers were defeated by Steel while in town for the funeral of Superman. Uh huh. Are we sticking with our fake? No, oh, I know I'm wrong now. Well, you change it if you want. No, 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 no. I, I'm a man of, right. man of my word. But I, I'm surprised you knew about the, the death of Superman. You knew exactly what year and everything. So, uh, yeah. So. What well, it was? It was. It was real though. No, it's fake. It's fake. Oh, okay. Okay. I made that shit up. Well, yeah, because death was. I'm trying to think. First off, great. That was a great trade. Yeah, it's not a bad. It's not a bad story. I, I think th- they watered down the next part oh, yeah. when they they really like really tightened up that storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, not as many Supermans. No, that's still a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that it's part, but a, there was a yeah. bunch of. <clears throat> but it was way like too a, many. There's like a lot of waste. Yes. Like you really could have like now if they had retold that story in a modern time. They could have kind of, instead of having four separate books, they could have just had one book that would have been having kind of an interwoven storyline. Yeah. Um, and there's this awesome some stuff in there with, like, Blue Beetle, and, like, I, I didn't care for all that. God, it's been years since I've read that. Oh, yeah? It, it, it's, it's still good. It still holds up. But, I mean, you got to admit, like, when Doomsday beat the crap out of the Justice League, Blue Beetle's messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, God, snow, it's not, it's fire. Not snow and fire. Um Bloodwind, Booster Gold, Booster Gold definitely got fucked I up. I mean, everybody got messed Jesus. up in this fight, so it's like, oh, Guy Gardner got his ass got, kicked. Yeah, but that's the thing that showed you the magnitude of this of this character, and like I think nowadays, like they really watered that character down. Doomsday, yeah, I don't think I don't think they got it's it's too because when he came out, especially when you saw, you had no real idea. They just kept saying Death of Superman. You had no idea what was gonna cause the death of Superman. Yeah, and he was actually wrapped up in like kind of like yeah, like a tough green. Yeah, suit. like a green, almost like a green, um, like a Nomex suit with a mask on it, like a straight jacket. <coughs> yeah, he's in like a straight jacket, and he had goggles. And when he yeah. comes out of it, and you see the bone, the bone shards. Yeah, he's only got one hand free. Yeah, and he punches his way out of prison. Yeah, that's insane. 
Yeah, okay. Doomsday is one of my favorite characters. He's up there for I, DC. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's you ready? stay focused. All right. All right. Filth. Marvel Filth? 1999. I'm sorry, Filth. Uh huh. 99. Filth. 99. Okay. Marvel. Filth is an orphan child that was taken in by the mother. Mother takes children off the streets of Hell's Kitchen, enticing them with food and shelter, but does heinous experiments on them. Filth took to experimentation fine, unlike his best friend and fellow orphan, Dustin. While Dustin fought and struggled against Mother's will, Filth loved the pain and powers that were coming with the experimentation. A rift grew between Mother and Filth after he overheard her talking to a benefactor about killing all the failed experiments and moving on to phase two of their plan. A week later, Filth used his powers to kill Mother, release all the orphans, and save Dustin. So, you said Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's um, usually a reference to Daredevil in that sense. Okay. Experimentation 99, Filth. I'm going to say this character's real. Sounds like something that would be going on around that time. Uh, would have been... People really hated orphans. <coughs> yeah, we were orphan bashing pre-9-11. <laughs> um, orphans, then terrorists. That's how it went. That's how it went. Yeah. We, we, we let up on the orphans once the terrorists bombed us. Never forget the orphans. Um, I can hear they can almost vote. No, they're not yeah. real people. And they uh, just like last year, I think uh, orphans could get married. No, that's gay people, Rodney. Oh, okay. I, I need to... <laughs> Orphans still can't get married. <laughs> Stop listening and really listen. Um, uh, powers. Okay, so filth. Yeah, what kind of, what, at, what kind of clue is that? At, well, at first, you would think it's some kind of like sickness or something. But I'm going to think, with experimentation, maybe he... <clears throat> maybe he has some kind of... Maybe he can generate like mental images into you of, of dirty things uh, yeah bad things you know I was um, gonna say like sexy bad or just bad cause I would like, like to be this guy's friend like car crashes and like really horrible pornography that you're not supposed to watch and oh like the stuff you like no the stuff that Jared Fogel likes <laughs> hashtag no subway um no wasn't he cleared no, you didn't hear today? No, I didn't hear today. Uh, today he, he's admitting to it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Which means it's... How'd it, I lose all that weight? Masturbating to yeah, children. Which means if you're copying the child pornography, it's worse than child pornography. Jesus. Yeah. All right, well, so... Uh, I, yeah, that's the best I got. I'm going to go real, right. and he can like make images in your head. Because if he's Pigpen from fucking Charlie Brown, first of all, I'm going to kick your ass for bringing up Charlie Brown in this house. <laughs> I hate Charlie Brown. I would Brown. never do that. You know that. I hate Charlie Brown. All right. Filth was created by Kevin Smith. He was the star of a single issue, showing Daredevil's approval only as Dustin and Filth escape into the night. Filth is harnessed with a sonic amplifier that is bolted over his mouth, amplifying any curse words he shouts to destructive levels. Well, he used this to kill Mother and destroy her research lab. See, if you had said Kevin Smith, I would have known. What? I would have known. I would have known that it would have been curse words. <laughs> Yeah, so you said real? Yes. Okay, so... Zero points, sir. Ah. Uh, he is fake, made that shit up, and... Uh, Wubba-dubba-dub-dub. Yeah. dub, dub. <laughs> I love that fucking show. Okay. Again, that was... I'm blanking on the name. I keep wanting to call it... Uh, what? Mort- Rick, Rick Cindy and Morty. Morty. Rick and Morty? What, what the hell was the... Rob Williams. 
Morkin Morkin Mindy. Morkin Mindy. I keep yeah. wanting to call it that. Yeah. Now he's old. <laughs> I've never seen an episode. Fuck you. Yeah, that's what I thought. Old guy. All right. So this next one is called The Creech. Okay. This is Image, 1997. So I don't know how I don't know if you're up on your image. Come on. Yeah. So you know uh, me better than that. When Doctor Batu created the Creech, he was at trying to honor his wife who died during childbirth by making life from death. Unfortunately, the group that funded his project had a different goal. They wanted to create the ultimate weapon of war. When his creator helps him escape, the Creech ends up in the middle of a battle between the Agency, the group that funded his creation, and the alien race whose genetic material he shares. Uh, real. Okay. Um, alien race image. Uh, Why do you know it's real? I know the name. Ah. You just don't think that I'm, like, uncreative? No, I know you're uncreative, but I know the name. I, I th- okay. I'm almost positive I remember this character. <clears throat> what, year, what was the year again? 1997. Yeah, that would have been right. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised though, because he was only in six issues. Uh, no, no, no. That would that would be right. Okay. Um, you mentioned the agency. This has got to be something either related to Wetworks or Youngblood, or. Um, the cyber one. I can't think of the cyber. Well, no, was it Wallace Potasio that did Cybermen? Not Cybermen. Cyber something. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to guess if he's part alien, they're going to be some kind of homage to super strength, some kind of homage to flight. Um, yeah, I'm going to guess super strength. Maybe some invulnerability. Super strength, flight, and vulnerability. Alright, so The Creech is an American three-issue sci-fi horror comic book series published by Image in 1997, followed by a subsequent three-issue series in 2001. The title character is an in vitro created life form that was made from hundreds of aborted fetuses Wow! by Dr. Pashu Batu, an engineer at the agency. When Batu realizes the agency intends to exploit the Creech as a force for destruction, he sabotages the project and the creature is let loose on the city. He has invulnerability, cybernetic enhancement, super strength, and is a skilled in unarmed combat. And he is motherfucking real. So, I'm sorry. Two points, sir. Two points. I'm nice. at four right now. Nicely done. Okay. You ready? This is our last one? This is our last one. You're, you ready? All right. Last one. All right. Last one. And you're at four points right four now. Four points. So uh, next we're looking at Snowflame. And this is DC 1998. Okay. Okay. Snowflame's first and only appearance was in New Guardians number one when they attempted to stop his drug cartel. Snowflame easily bested the team in their first battle against him after he ordered his men to simply shoot them. So, uh, the heroes survived and faced off against Snowflame once more. This time they did much better, and after a chaotic battle, Snowflame was tossed into a shed which promptly exploded. He was assumed dead and never seen again. Um, who was the company in the year again? The company in the year is DC, 1998. 98. Snowflame. Snowflame. <coughs> Not a lot of clues on this one because he was only in the one issue. Not a guy that, not a effeminate guy that works for a a uh, ice capades, huh? No. Okay. So man, I don't know. I mean, uh, his power obviously it's some kind of <coughs> some kind of flame, but it's got ice involved in it, like a dry ice. Like, it burns you if you touch them? Yeah. Okay. Like, part dry ice, part chlamydia. <laughs> um, 
It always burns when I pee. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you'd stay away from the docks, you wouldn't have these issues. Um, I think all the hookers hang out by the cruise terminal now. Not no, I'm talking docks. about the guys. Oh, okay. Well, the fun I boys. No clue. The fun boys. The fun boys? Yeah. Jesus, Bill. <laughs> You've had some experiences in your life, I can no. tell. <laughs> anyway. All right, so Snowflame. Powers? Is he real? Is he fake? I'm going to say the power is like generates... Like a dry ice ray that kind of freezes and burns at the same time. Okay. Uh, so shoot these out of his hands, or do you have a weapon? Yeah, he flies and shoots these out he of his hands, or his eyes, or he shoots it off of a body. And he's... I, You're like fucking... You got no clue, huh? I don't know about this one. <laughs> Gut says fake, and then part of me says this could be real. Those are your two choices. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate you. Um, I right, fuck it. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. I'm gonna say real, and the power is what I said. Okay. Snowflame, aka White Hot Ecstasy, aka the man powered by cocaine, became stronger and can make white flames appear all over his body when he snorts cocaine. It's not real. That is real, sir. <coughs> okay, at least I got part of it. At right. least you got part of it. So five points. Nice. Right, so a uh, little bonus point here. Okay. Uh, bonus: A fan continued the adventures of Snowflame, which can be seen at snowflamecomic.com. So some guy thought that that character was so amazing <laughs> that he had, to, he had to spend his like free time making this comic about that, the cocaine worshiping that thirteen-year-old boy, young Rodney Heron. <laughs> no, 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 sir. No, he's actually like an art student and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. he's like. And he and to be fair though he did quit two years ago so it took him two years <laughs> to learn his lesson. Yeah, uh, I checked it out. It's that bad. Huh? It's bad. Like the art's okay. Yeah. But like I flipped to the last issue and she's just like, "You you did the cocaine gods good today." And then he like make wow. yeah. And then he like make love makes wow. love to this woman on like a bed of cocaine. So. Check it out, snowflakecomic.com. Is, is this just somebody that like has Scarface on content? You know what? Let's rotation. not make fun of him. He could sponsor us one day. So <laughs> Everyone, go to snowflamecomic.com. Snowflame. And check out this guy's work. <laughs> All right. It's killer stuff. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Craig from B-Movies and Ebooks. And if you don't know about B-Movies and Ebooks, it's basically a podcast between two lifelong friends. We cover horror movies, cult movies, and B-Movies on a bi-weekly basis. And also, we talk about the latest genre fiction we've read. So after you get done listening to this fine episode of Longbox Small Talk, head on over to iTunes and search for B-Movies and Ebooks and hit subscribe. It's easy to do, you'll be entertained, and you're going to find out about a ton of titles you never even knew existed. Oh, are you? That's great. Yeah. Is that why you don't sing a lot of songs? No, because <coughs> I'm just terrible. All right, so uh, it's time for... Are we doing the... It's the meat! The meat. The nom, meat. Nom, oh, nom, God. Nom, Do it live nom, every time. Nom. Never record that. That's perfect. So, I, last week, when we didn't meet, I decided to go brave Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Uh, not as sorry as I am. Actually... <laughs> It's not horrible. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that nearly half of what you see in the trailers is not in the film. Like, Is it better stuff or worse stuff? Well, the um, there's one trailer that shows 
um, the government dropping Ben Grimm on like some kind of base. Yeah, and like he that's not in the movie. <clears throat> not in the movie at all. Sir. That was like a big like nope. action scene. Nope. In the trailer. Not in the movie. I love trailers. I and do too. like I actually I the I felt like the trailers looked okay. They, they you know they looked they like every Fantastic Four movie ever put out. Simple summer movie. <coughs> just gonna, you know, make a couple hundred grand. <laughs> okay. So let me let me tell you what the problems were. Or I'll tell you what the good the good was. The plot's not bad. How they get to it, the whole Reed builds the, uh, the 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 experiment in his garage over seven years with Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben helps him, um, and then Sue and and her dad Franklin um, find him at a science fair, and they give him a scholarship magically. That sounds uh, really like close to the Ultimate's version. <clears throat> very much like the Ultimate version. Okay. Um, the whole thing about. The project and Victor Von Doom coming back, and you can tell there was something between Victor and Sue. Great. Johnny being reckless is okay. Um, I think Johnny's the only fully formed character. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. <clears throat> of all the people, Johnny is the most fully formed. Um, you, you get to know Reed a little bit, but they don't push the geeky thing as much as they, they usually do, um, you don't... I mean, you get a very mild thing that he's kind of socially awkward. You know? You don't get the usual... The usual Reed Richards of, oh, I'm you know I'm so involved in science, I don't know how to be social. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's something they always have in any of the comics. Ben Grimm is completely underdeveloped. He actually has no purpose in this film other than to turn into the thing. That's it. He's just a guy that his parents, he's kind of a lower class kid. His parents own a junkyard. Is he still friends with uh, he's friends Fantastic? With, he's friends with Reed. Okay. But has no reason to be there. He is just, he is a plot device to get to being the thing. That's it. <clears throat> and the kid's a great actor. This was Billy Elliot. This kid mm-hmm. has, has been doing this for a while. He's a good actor. No, no reason to be there. Plus, he's also much shorter than Reed Richards in the in the film, which is usually not the not the purpose. Usually, Ben is bigger. Yeah, Ben is kind of a big muscle, a, a muscular guy. And he's usually was, a little bit older than Reed, <coughs> if, if not older, at least a little more mature, manlier, manly. Yeah, definitely. So, um, a lot of it felt generic. But when they get the powers, how they get to the negative zone or planet zero, whatever they did, call they actually it. call it the negative zone. No, they, they call didn't... it planet zero. That. Uh... Yeah, I know. Did they not have the rights to negative zone? <clears throat> I can't answer that one. I don't. Okay. I don't know. Um, they'll do your research before we start. Something tells me they would because fa- negative zone is a Fantastic Four device. I don't know, man. So, um, the first and second acts aren't bad. The third act isn't horrible. It just is expected well what happens in the second act is I'm not going to give anything away because I don't think anybody cares Reed escapes the government facility that they're kept in once they've accidentally gotten their powers so there's a year that goes by and Reed's been on the run and where is he? South America 
And I, my joke was, well, did he run into Bruce Banner down there? Because yeah. that's where he was in the in that movie. Well, South America's pretty big, Bill. <clears throat> You're pretty big, Bill. I don't know. Anyway. All right. <laughs> anyway. So, um, when they catch Reed, and it's the... Oh, God. It is the worst way they catch him. Because not only is Sue Storm a scientist, she's also a hacker. Well, of course she is. And Why she would she had, not be a hacker? <clears throat> they, they give her access to a computer and she says, I need music. It helps me think. It is the worst line in a film I've ever heard. Um, was it delivered just like that? Because that was horrible. Exactly like that. Jesus. Uh, and this is Rooney Mara's sister, if I'm not mistaken, that plays her. Um... If that's not the worst... Oh, let's go. Um, the fight scene is great. But there's only one. Um, and you can tell, like, they basically said, you have one action scene, you're allowed. And it's going to be the ending. <clears throat> and the ending is straight up like a 1960s Jack Kirby, Stan Lee kind of fight. It's very much, there's no, it's it, it's not really that violent. It's just some kid-friendly hitting, knock Doom into the particle beam. He supposedly, quote-unquote, dies, and then they manage to escape back through the portal. <clears throat> um, so there was no surprises like we were hoping for? None. Wow. Absolutely none. This is not... No Annihilus? Or? No. The, the thing this movie could have done, it goes... It wants to be two different movies at once. It wants to be a David Cronenberg body horror film so bad. You know, it's like that guy that really wants to get laid, and you know he wants to get laid. It so desperately wants to be that film. You were that man for a very long time. <laughs> Never been sir. that man. Ah, uh, please. Do I need to remind you of the early two thousands? Please. I was married back then. The slightly less early two thousands. Please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It, it so badly wants to be that movie. It wants to be a, a an edgy R film. And, and there's a, a moment when Doom's walking through the complex and he's killing soldiers where it gets kind of violent. And you're, you're kind of looking at it and you go, wow, they really want to tip that scale. Mm-hmm. But then there's times when they pull it back and if they just tone it down a little, it's a family film. So it doesn't know what film it wants to be and I think that has to do with the studio. Because I think... I really think Trank probably would have tried to make an edgier film with these characters. I don't think the studio wanted him to do that. <clears throat> and now hearing all the stuff... All oh, man, the rumors. The fights. You were telling me yeah. about the isolation tent. Yeah. Um, like, apparently... Uh, what's his name? Trank? Josh Trank. Josh Trank. So, apparently, he, like, made himself a blackout tent with yeah. a monitor inside of it and just wouldn't talk to anyone for, like, days. And, like, he would just stay inside that tent, have no kind of interactions with anyone. I mean, it's second How do you film. direct like that? <clears throat> it's his second film, and he's not a, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm glad he's not doing Rogue One. I'm glad Gareth, Ed, or not Rogue One, the Han Solo movie. Yeah. He was supposed to do the Han Solo film, and I'm glad he's not doing that. I mean, they got the guy from the Lego movie who's obviously... Hey, the Lego movie uh, Obviously, amazing. he knows what the hell he's doing, So, and he has a 21 and 22 Jump Street. Yes. So... We'll, All good movies. We'll let the Lego guy handle it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think this is uh, honestly this will this and the story surrounding it will hurt his career. But ten years from now, we'll make an amazing documentary. They'll oh yeah, 
the document will be like, what happened to Fantastic Four? You know? Just like that, that one that's out now about... Um, Boondock Saints. No, Oh, God, that one's so good. What's it called? I can't remember the name. Because we watched it over at your apartment. Dude, it's amazing. I've watched it like three times. I, but I remember the first time we, you and I watched it with Craig. At it your was apartment. unbelievable. I was like, this guy is such an asshole. Yeah, it's amazing, though, that people believe their own hype. No, I'm talking about the, um, the Death of Superman, that movie. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Have you seen that documentary? Or the one about Nick Cage? Yeah. Okay, is it the death of Superman? What Super- happened the to of the Superman death of Superman? Yeah, or whatever. Whatever happened to Superman lives. Just or... Google it, people. Google it. Yeah. Don't expect us to do. I your, haven't watched yet. I've seen the trailer and it looks so good. Yeah. I mean that Nicholas Cage hair. Well, and Smith's talking about the script again, just like he did in his, his, his yeah. stand up, um, which is a great story. It's an excellent story, but I think I think ten years from now there will be a documentary. It'll be some stu- some film student will be like. What was up with that Fantastic Four film? You know, because by then we'll have had two more remakes <laughs> that will equally have been crappy. Um, yeah. I, you know, the more and more I thought about it, the, the one thing that really gets to me is these are characters that are 50 years old. It's an old trope from the 60s about the race for space. Um, I, I don't think it translates anymore. I think... I think you should. I think you have to leave it be. Um, <clears throat> you know, right now everybody's talking about. Well, they're going to give it to Marvel. They're going to give it to Marvel. I don't think they will. I think they will stick with this thing. Try and use the same people, not Josh Trank, and they'll try and do a second film, or they'll bury it and never use it again. And then, like six months from now, you'll see Marvel do a comic again and. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it just, it wasn't horrible, but it doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. You know, they don't end up in the Baxter building at the end. I'm, it, it's just some kind of abandoned government facility that the government gives them. So they kind of work off the books for the government now. Well, and that's, that sets up an interesting second movie if, <coughs> if, if they do one. Yeah. I mean... I, I feel sorry for Josh Trank because I think instead of picking a a property that wasn't well known like this, he picked something because the studio was like, Fantastic Four, you did the other superhero movie, you can do this. <clears throat> not realizing that when you have $150 million, you're not going to be able to do what you want. Not And he... By listening to him on shows, he doesn't seem like somebody that has a. Um, he's not much of a team player. It's it's very much the Josh Trank show starring Josh Trank. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but at the same time, at 150 million, you're gonna have to listen to somebody. You're gonna have yeah. to give yeah, have some leeway. <coughs> so let me ask you this: <coughs> uh, How many boxes out of five? Uh, two. Two out of five boxes. Two. Okay. Never done an actual review on the show, so. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, when it hits VOD, you want to watch it once. It is it's friendly enough for kids, but it has some dark moments. I mean, especially when when Victor Von Doom comes back into the the film. I can't stand that. Um, and we've talked about it a bunch of times. But it's not a bad way to do Doom. 
it's not a bad execution. Um, I just don't think you're given enough motive because he's literally brought in back into the film for five minutes and then we go into the main fight. Have you seen all the uh, Deadpool memes that are pulled off of the uh, Fantastic Four? No. Yeah, so you know how these, like, my face looks like an older avocado, fucking avocado, and all that stuff? So um, they do the same thing with Victor Von Doom. Nice. And they're just like, you look like a thousand recycled Mountain Dew cans crushed together. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bunch of them out there. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. I think I spent, like, 20 minutes the other day just scrolling through them all. Well, and and what's funny is, I'm glad you brought that up, when... When Saturday hit, Saturday night hit, and I was reading, they were saying that it, it, it was only going to make about 30 mil tops. And that's a bomb for them. Yeah. Not, oh, yeah. That's not good. Um, they were automatically saying, well, we're not going to do a second one. We're going to do Dead, Deadpool 2 is already greenlit. Way to go. Again, I now think they're going to backtrack because now they're saying, well, we stand by our property, blah, blah, blah. Um I don't think they're going to sell it to Marvel. I think you can, you know, for those of you out here who are, who are criticizing my predictions, um, and I still say, I still say, stand by what I say. I don't think Ant Man was the death knell of superhero movies, but I think, I think this summer is the death knell of it. That it's going to affect it, and I think they're going to. I think that was one of our Twitter questions, was it not? I don't know. We're going to get to that in a second. But anyway, oh. I, I don't, I don't think it's going. I, I don't, I don't. I think this is going to show you the kind of the the downside. This is going to start the downfall. You know? I think it's a definite. I definitely think it's a gorge. Yeah. But I think it's gonna it's gonna come back up. You think? De- Deadpool's gonna bring it back up. Uh, we've got Apocalypse coming out, and I don't know. Other than the Apocalypse is the way he looks. <coughs> um, X Men Apocalypse. Looks I'm only going good. to X Men Apocalypse for Olivia Munn. Oh yeah. Yeah. She looks fantastic oh, as yeah. uh, Psylocke. <clears throat> My ticket's pre-ordered just for Olivia Munn and nothing else. <laughs> All right, so we uh, we asked a few of you lovely fans on Twitter to send us some questions, and uh, a couple of you, and on Facebook as well. So let me pull up. Uh... And you can always correspond with us via Twitter at, uh, lo- at LongboxSmall. Okay. All right, so uh, at... Craig Wad uh, asked on Facebook, "If you choose two properties to incorporate into your ultimate genre movie mashup, what would they be?" His examples were Ghost Ver- Ghostbusters versus Freddy or Batman Skywalker. So, Rod, I'll let you start. What oh, do you? Oh, Jesus! Um, <coughs> yeah, maybe you should go first if you're gonna die on me. Die. <laughs> You good? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? You need yeah. some water or some Coke Zero? No, I just need to stop drinking Coke Zero. Okay, so what do you think, Rob? Jesus Christ. So, um, two worlds that I thought would be cool if they merged. You know what? Just to end the debate, I'm going to say Star Trek and Star Wars. Let's good, match good. those two together. <coughs> good call. Yeah. Good call. And then and then we can all be nerds together. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I seal agree. that. Seal that. That uh, rift between us. Feel the vibration. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Feel the love. <coughs> All right, Bill. What? What? What do you got? Hmm. Um. You should say Firefly and anything just to bring Firefly back. 
<laughs> no, I, I like Firefly, but enough's enough. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, Riddick in the Mad Max world. I think I think he would be... That would be interesting. I think he would be kind of badass in that. Because, like, he'd just land the ship and it would be his kind of world. Yeah. You know? Survival of the fittest. <clears throat> I mean, he's... Diesel's already done the Fast and Furious movie, so he's no he's no stranger to fast vehicles. So he'd have like totally effed up vehicles, Riddick being a badass, and you gotta have like some fucking crazy cyber wolf shit like running around. <laughs> and Cyberwolf. Yeah, you know, some like wolves that got like metal parts on yeah, them. Yeah. That he befriends and Yeah. It was like, you're a cyber wolf, you know. <laughs> and then the then the religious people come down in their big ship. I love the Riddick movies, so I'm gonna Yeah, no, they're great. <laughs> no, no, I would like to see that. Riddick think, in the Mad Max world. I think that's mine. The modern Mad wor- Max world, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Nowadays, you have, to, you have to be specific. Yeah. That movie was fantastic. I love it. I'm, I'm excited. Well, let's not get into it, because we've talked about it before. But okay. All right, another question? Okay. Uh, Chris at Bum Crud asked three questions. Oh, shit. Uh, All right, he's being greedy. He is greedy. He's a terrible person. Uh, what? Okay, hold on. Are there any popular comic heroes that you just don't get the appeal for? Hmm. <coughs> That's a really good question. Um, I'm probably gonna go with any of the arrows, Green Arrow, like any any of those bow based. I've, I've heard your contempt for yeah, Green Arrow. I, I do. I, I, I'm not a fan <coughs> of that. That's that's a cop out to me. Hmm. I mean, why isn't he a fucking great juggler? And he fucking throws juggling balls. Like, I mean, it's just it's just dumb shit like that that I, I don't care for. Um, you? Any? I, honestly, and like, I know this is going to sound blasphemous as a Batman fan, Harlequin. Really? I don't, like, I don't get, like, the whole, like, I like, I like Deadpool, but I think Harley Quinn is just the female DC knockoff of Deadpool. Okay, that's I all mean, she I, is. I kind of see that, but <coughs> I, I don't like her when she's in her cutesy J- uh, Joker sidekick phase. See, but I like that. So I like. I, that. I don't like. That's that. when she's good. I like it when she's off on her own, no. and we're surprised at no. the things she does. No. Like, like her in Suicide Squad. I love that entire run. Maybe Suicide Squad would be good, but her solo stuff and like her popping up in everybody's book, it just seems like eh. See, I really hate it when they pair her with like Poison Ivy and and all that. Like, that's I, what, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's just them being fanboys. Being like, hey, let's let's put these two scantily drawn characters together. Okay, again, Chris, uh, uh, greedy asshole at at uh, uh, poop butt. Um, what the fuck are you talking? Anyway, um, okay, hold on. I hope you clean that shit up. <laughs> Just say I'd bump, um, No, I gotta. I kind of figure out how to which which tweet it is. I gotta read here. Oh it's Jesus! Two, two, it's three tweets. Um, hang on. Let okay. Bill figure out Twitter. <clears throat> All right. It says at at Longbox Small Talk. I predicted the movie burble m- movie bubble burst to start with Ant Man. When do you feel the decline in popularity will start? Re comic movies. Um, and then it says comic movie that. Comic movie that you do want to see get made, who would star in it? So, so we've kind of already addressed that first. Part. I think I think the first one definitely. Um, 
I think it's starting. Rodney thinks it's kind of going down in the valley and it's going to pop back up yeah, here in about a year. I think it's going to be like any kind of economy. It's going to be, it's going to be highs and lows. I think I think by 2018, you're going to see the the comic book movie taper off unless they get a Batman Ben Affleck Batman vehicle out sooner than that, and then maybe it'll pick up if they do it right. Um, I think it's going to fluctuate a little bit. I don't think the Marvel stuff's going to do as well as it was. I don't think... I think Captain America will, but I think I'll, I'll predict that Thor will not do as well. Well, It'll, Thor's always kind of like a yeah. B-list movie. Um, but superhero movie getting made, who would you want to star? I mean, if you asked me this question 15 years ago, That's a that would have been... You know, we could have gone for days naming things. Yeah. Now the problem is... Shit. I mean... Not only are they making them, but they're remaking them faster. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you wait long enough, you'll get Old Man Spider-Man with Brad Pitt, you know. Um, what what do I want to see made? Well, you know what mine is. What's yours, buddy? Dude, Punisher. You gotta yeah. make another Punisher movie. <clears throat> Bring back my boy. I think I, I think that they're going... I, I, I think the Punisher's gonna stay on the small screen. I don't think you'll see another big one. I think he's. I think he is perfect for Netflix. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna because if he does well on Daredevil, he's getting which he own, will. He's gonna get his own show, and it's gonna be nonstop violence. Yeah. It's gonna be like old school '80s TV. You know. Well, I just want Thomas Jane to come back. I need to see him as the no, again. no, John Barenthal way better than Tom Jane. Tom Jane. But you haven't even seen it yet. How would Tom you know? Tom Jane. Uh, look, I can look at the pictures, and I know <laughs> that it's gonna be better than the Tom Jane bullshit with. John Travolta. Um, Got to bring back Diesel as the uh, burnt Russian guy. Um, what do I want to see get made? I want to see Death's Head. Death's Head? That would be awesome. I want to see Death's Head. And because he's an English character, he's got to kind of have an English voice. So I'm going to say... Cumberbatch. Jason Statham or Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones? Yeah. Um... Yeah. I've never heard him say anything intelligent. But he'd be a robot. Well, I understand that, but, you know, he still talks. Um, okay, definitely Statham. Or, uh, see, but I don't want to use Cumberbatch because we got to use some other English people. Somewhere. That's what I was going to say. Like, nowadays, he's like the only male English person. It's got to be kind of like a dominant voice, but still has to be able to do, if like... If you need someone who's English, you get Cumberbatch or you get Emma Watson. Those are your only two choices. No, I don't want Emma Watson as Death's Head. <laughs> you asshole. I think she would do an amazing job. Emma, no. I love you. No, then, 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 be a, then be a real asshole and say Harry Potter for Death's Head. Oh, I would never do yeah. that. Yeah. Dick. Um... I, yeah. Lobo. Oh. I would like a, I a hard R Lobo. See, they were talking five or six years ago, they were talking about The Rock as Lobo. And I don't I, see that. And I said, I like it, but The Rock's not going to play the R-rated Lobo you want. And if you're going to do Lobo, you're going to do the last Zarnian. You have to do the last Zarnian. You have to tell him, you know, you have to have him where he's got to transport a prisoner and it's the he thought he was the only surviving member of his planet, and there was one more, and it was his teacher that he hated. Because uh, it, it, it it's it's like Midnight Run, it's a comedy, it's a it's a road trip across the galaxy, and it, it's going to be funny as shit, you know. But it's got to be R rated. Oh, you know? definitely. But they've also got to introduce him somewhere so he 
so people kind of get an idea because he is kind of he was he he was a Deadpool for DC back in the nineties, you know. And also, we got to clarify: this is old Deadpool, this is old school Deadpool, nineties pointy hair, big ass I mean, muscles Lobo. everywhere. Lobo. Oh, what I say? You said Deadpool. Oh yes, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. This is nineties Lobo. Because like, have you seen the new Lobo? Yeah, well, oh, that, but there's a there's an explanation that that is the original Lobo, and that the one that we've known is an imposter. I don't like that. I don't either, and I th- I hope they retcon it back. I, I think it's too. bad. Um, what do I th- who who the hell would play Lobo? I honestly I think it ha- it almost has to be CGI. No, his proportions are so out of control. Okay, but even if it's CGI, who who's got the voice and the the skill to pull that off? <clears throat> Cumberbatch. God damn you! <laughs> Get a room with him for God's sakes. I mean, I'd say so Lemmy. I'd say Lemmy from Motorhead, but I, you know, uh, he's probably gonna die before that. God, God forbid. Um, I mean, the only thing the guy that jumps to mind is Hugh Jackman. No, it's got to be somebody that's got. Yeah, you know, I, I this. Oh, you know what? How about the like the seven foot tall <laughs> black guy from uh, Underworld, the guy who wrote the movie? No, you know I got, what I'm talking about. I got one for you. And I think this would be over the top, and would be a good comeback for this actor. And I know you're gonna, you may, you may, everybody's gonna fucking throw something at me, Jim Carrey, because he can play, he can do character work, he can do CGI work, he's done mocap stuff, and you can hear the voice. Ha ha ha! I I think Carrey might be able to pull off Lobo. It would be a that great, would be an interesting choice. It would be a great comeback role if it's not animated. If it's animated, then all bets are off. You got, I mean, there's so many great voice actors out there. I, I mean, even the guy that did him on Superman, The Adventures of Superman back in the day, that was he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd go with Jim Carrey as Lobo. I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd, it'd be cool. Uh, it'd be. It would not be what you expect because everybody's expecting The Rock, but The Rock. The Rock can't pull... I mean, and I love The Rock. I love Ballers. I love that show. The Rock is not going to be able to pull off... He's too nice. <laughs> now, I mean that... His per, his per, you can't imagine the Tooth Fairy playing Lobo? No, and even in all the action stuff he's done, I don't think he could pull off Lobo. Because Lobo's kind of a despicable biker. Yeah. Bounty hunter. You know? So... Uh, I, oh, well, hold on. We got one more question here. Uh, at MC Cortow, um, Longbox Small Talk, what storyline would you like to see more of? Um, <coughs> you know what? I actually really, really liked uh, Hulk the End. There's a little trade paperback. It, it is a little I know what you're talking about. Great. Absolutely great. And I would really like to see that continue. Because at the end of it, I don't know if you remember what happens in it, but but Banner actually dies, and Hulk is and Hulk is the only thing yeah. alive. Yeah. Um, but he's being watched by some sort of aliens. Yeah. Some advanced race that Earth is gone. It's only the Hulk roaming around. Um, I, I would really it. like to see that. I love that. Um, what would I like to see more of? And if he could somehow get up to the where the aliens are, so like he's no longer the strongest. Yeah. That mm, I just love that. What would I like to see more of? 
I'd like to see... I, you know, I was always curious as to what... <clears throat> what Watchmen could have been after Watchmen. Not the, the bull crap they did five years ago before the Watchmen. That, yeah, that's that noise. Horrible. But what happens after the fact? You know, there had to be something that happened where you were dealing with the 80s, so there had to be a 10-year-later, 20-year-later thing where those people had children and other people started picking up um, superhero powers or, or, or costumes to, to become... Be like a resurgence <coughs> yeah. of the superhero? Yeah, and, and all, you know, that would have been interesting to see where that could have gone. What what happens after that? Because in the comic, bring Manhattan back, does he need I think to come back? For I some think reason? that's a mystery that's just to be left left to the writer. Would you bring that character back? Because that's a that's a lot of character. Also, he could see everything, mm-hmm. so he would have known if this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. When he went to Mars, he would know if he was going to go back to Earth. If he was going, so. That that would be interesting. Yeah. But also, he doesn't. He he keeps a lot of stuff close to his chest too. He doesn't necessarily say. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he might. That might be something that he knows is going to be in the future. But it might be after like uh, his. I don't remember her name. Uh, uh, the female character. Uh, oh shit. Silk Spectre. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, after she passed. After away? she dies. Yeah. So, um, and also Grendel. I would oh, like I would like to see the goon. Yeah, I've just started getting into the goon. Yeah. I'm really digging it. But I'd like to see what happened with Grendel. They they've kind of stopped and they they've been kind of when they do something now it's it's a, it's usually flashbacks to Hunter Rose. I'd like to see what going further into the future. How much further did the Grendels go? Did the did, did Grendels go galactic? Mm-hmm. You know, did we start venturing into space and does it turn into Star Wars? <laughs> That'd be kind of wild, um, but yeah, those are really good questions. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, Melissa Rodney's wife for Woo! for providing this with. Some I was good gonna questions. say that last one sounded kind of familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's a chill episode. Um, yeah. I think we said all we need to say this week. I think so. So follow us at Longbox Small on Twitter. Uh huh. You can check out bmoviesandebooks.com where we have new on episodes. On the B&E Network. On the B&E Network every Wednesday. Every Wednesday or when uh, we're not dying. <laughs> yeah, or or when there's not catastrophes. Yeah. Um, anything you need to promote real quick? Any more Red uh, shows coming se- up? September 19th at 18th Street Pier, Red Voice is opening for legendary rapper uh, Rob Bass. Uh, he was the guy that wrote the song It Takes Two. Go to YouTube or, or iTunes and look it up. You'll know it. You probably heard it. it takes two to make a thing go right. Yeah, I, don't, I don't actually know the words. So I just, yeah, that's pretty much all, all I know. Right, cool. Oh, no, you, you, everybody knows the first one. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I can't get <laughs> down. Uh, we're going to open for him. Uh, we should have tickets into this week, so we got to sell them. Uh, so come see us. Have some fun. Um, and you know what? Uh, Toxic City is hosting uh, Craig's band as well. September fifth. September fifth. The remote junkies. The remote junkies reunite are, after Jesus four years. I, yeah. Well, <laughs> about four years since they played. They reunited four years ago, but then before that, it was like yeah. three years, and yeah. then before that, it was like two years. So, pretty rare show. So yeah. Looking yeah. forward to that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'll yeah. be there. You'll be there. Oh yeah. 
Uh, a long box small talk t-shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. well, for long box small talk, I'm Bill. I'm Rodney. We'll see you next issue. is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.